1: Hey, Super Friends. So this weekend is uh, Stanley's LA Comic Con, and I am so excited. We're going to be on the floor today, and a lot of other Meltdown Network podcasts are going to be there. So come check us out. Uh, Look for our podcasts. I'm going to Anime Attic for sure. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, uh, come hang out and spend the weekend with a bunch of nerds like myself. Stanley's LA Comic Con, October 27th to the 29th. I'll be there. I'm going to even sleep there. So let's do this. Ooh, Super
0: Friends. With Eric. Esquivel.
1: Welcome back to Super Friends. I am so excited because today I'm joined by uh, probably the only guy who likes Superman more than me in the entire world, Jerry Gaylord. Jerry, the uh, comic creator, um, animator, writer, artist. Jerry, thanks for coming in today, man. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. I'm totally. very, very excited. Yeah. And today, the book that you chose to speak about was Kingdom Come. Yes. The phenomenal, phenomenal Superman book. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's, it's... definitely. It's definitely... Yeah, uh, it's got to be my top top
1: ten, maybe top two. So you and I met working at Boom Studios together. We worked on a book called Loki, Ragnarok, and Roll. Yes, that and, is true. Yeah, we did a bunch of conventions together. I've never seen you in anything but Superman t-shirts, <laughs> like my entire life. <laughs> I think just yeah. And it's not always at Comic Cons that I've seen you, so that's, that's yeah. You're that's always true. wearing Superman shirts. Yeah,
0: so I had to. Um, I noticed in all my convention photos, I'm wearing a bunch of Superman shirts. So I, I stopped for a while. <laughs> Uh, so I'm
1: I'm still wearing them in my personal life. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> Not so frequently at conventions. Gotcha, gotcha. Because you're a versatile guy. You also you worked on Spider-Man, yeah, the like, cartoon recently. Mm-hmm. Which incarnation was that? Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man on uh, Disney XD. Awesome, awesome. Because you're you're a Warner Brothers guy right now, right? You're working yes. on. Can you say what else you're working on?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm working on uh, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. It's on the uh, Boomerang app very from cool. Warner Brothers. Very, very cool
1: it's fun uh follow the yellow brick road i'm a huge fan of your ultra boy character too
0: oh Hyperboy. hyper boy hyper,
1: side, yeah side. yeah
0: no no, that's cool um yeah he's uh he's uh uh my creator own character yeah and we um we featured him in uh, the blueprint with uh, identity comics that's my studio my group and um so all of us brian turner penelope gaylord mm-hmm. Uh, My wife, like we we put all our ideas together Mm -hmm. and um, Hyperboy is uh, the, the I guess the first story in the book. And it's really it's something I've been working on since I was like in high school. So well, it's uh, cool. yeah, it's got a lot of uh, evolution in it, but he, he's very much a Superman-inspired character.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you can tell it right from that. <laughs> he's he's a very like silver age kind of very fun yeah. Superman character, not yeah. the not the brooding no, uh, no, no character no, no, that we no, see no, no. in Kingdom Come. Definitely, it's inspired by like the earlier stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about why Kingdom Come resonated with you so hard. You said that was your favorite Superman story.
0: I think it's because. Um, I, so, I think when I was in high school, um, I really enjoyed the Dark Knight Returns. Sure, and that's like maybe a weird thing for me to say because of how Superman comes across in that. But I, I think, you know, it works for that story. Yeah,
1: yeah, um,
0: for the story that they're trying to tell, and I think that Kingdom Come is the Superman version of Dark Knight Returns. Like it's yeah. Dark Knight Returns for Superman.
1: Yeah, it's the last Superman
0: story basically. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they 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 nail the characterization. Um, you know, it's, it's all these different things. It's Superman versus Batman, but like it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it comes, uh, it, it comes together in a way that makes sense for like all the different characters and what their, their personalities are.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's by Mark Wade, who I'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of. I think you are as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I met him for the first time at, uh, I think Boston mm-hmm. Comic Con last year He was like super cool He was just, just sitting While we were uh, Tabling right next to each other
1: mm-hmm. It was like super cool It's funny At this point in his career He was sort of Just a journeyman creator mm-hmm. He was like a, a guy Who just like like myself, just kind of uh, is not there to fill in in between superstars. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a superstar himself yet, and uh, Alex Ross was really the guy who carried this book. He was yeah. all the fans loved. He's this gorgeous, realistic painter, and it was a little bit of an odd pairing. I know it was it was Alex Ross's initial pitch, mm-hmm. so he turned in sketches and, he, and an eight page document with like plots and character breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Know, and, and his uh, and his pitch, Doctor Fate was in it, and he was a dolphin. <laughs> They're like really weird, far out, trippy, uh, like DC concepts, mm-hmm. and they used a lot of them in this book. There's crazy guys with like six six sixes over their nipples and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's about like the new heroes, which were very '90s image inspired, like Young Blood and Swan, right, right. um, Taking over, taking the world over, um, and sort of putting the old guys out to pasture. Mm-hmm. The old Justice League, who we know as Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and Batman and those right. guys. And I really enjoyed that dichotomy. When did you read this book? Uh, I'm super old, so I uh, I guess it's it <laughs> showing his beard right now. Yeah, it's right. White beard. <laughs> uh,
0: I think it came out when I was in maybe like oh man, maybe like tenth or eleventh grade. Because I, 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 at that time I didn't have like a local comic shop, hmm. so I think I just came across it like at the mall, like the first issue, yeah. and I was like, "What is this? This yeah, is incredible!" Yeah. So, um, that. Uh, that's that's probably when I first picked it up, and then um probably a couple of years later, because I, I think I only had like the first one, and uh, maybe the last one. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was like weird, and then um eventually I was able to pick up the trade,
1: and you know, the
0: whole that story, extra pages, and all that fun stuff.
1: What else were you reading around then? Like, what else were you into, superhero wise? Uh, probably
0: what you would expect. I was reading um like all the probably five Superman titles at the time. Okay. Um. Uh, maybe Justice
1: League and um, uh, some X Men here and there. You weren't reading like oh, so the X Men uh, yeah. th- that kind of works for the story where they were more edgy, clad in leather. Yeah. Everyone's having sex with each other. It's yeah. really like a soap opera, and mm-hmm. that's what this New Guard felt like a lot. Yeah, X Men definitely. The Dark Knight Returns you mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. There's the mutant characters in those. Yep. Both those books are kind of talking about like DC is still relevant. And you guys, yes. Yeah. Why do you think that DC struggles so much to prove its relevancy every generation? Like since the 40s?
0: I think it's because uh, when when you kind of step outside of uh, people who are genuinely, uh, you know, following the material regularly, mm-hmm. there's like an outside view that, you know, these sort of classic comic characters are just sort of cookie cutter, mm-hmm. like, you know, and that they just don't matter. But yeah. that that's really sort of a superficial um, kind of look at any of the characters. I think they they matter because of uh be- because of what they stand for yeah um and i think that they've never not been cool mm-hmm. it's just a matter of um you know who's writing it and you know it's it's like what's cool versus uh you know what's the flavor of the month you sure, know and sure. i think that um you know when you're when you're talking about comics like really you're talking about you know making money mm-hmm. and so that whole flavor of the month thing matters in you know in the moment
1: yeah. but not like in the grand scheme so and that's something that marvel and image are really great at uh is like take whatever is currently popular mm-hmm. they monetize very well but there's no there aren't really many Marvel books people read over and over again. Like, the way that they'll read Dark Knight Returns like, right. or Kingdom Come. Like, DC creates these, these like, these fantastic graphic novels mm-hmm. that stand the test of time. Whereas, like, I don't know how many people are reading Spider-Man One More Day. Like... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because... Vo- Venom Volume 4. You know? So,
0: like a lot of these stories are the the marvel stories that you're talking about they're very much like in the moment like Mm -hmm. they they matter today but they don't really matter tomorrow yeah you know like they'll 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 do some big change to the character that that can't be sustained and then like you know three years from now like it doesn't matter yeah yeah yeah. versus um you know like a, a really great um you know like dark knight returns which is it's self-contained mm. and it's it's telling its own story yeah yeah and it it doesn't it doesn't really need you to know anything else about batman because they tell you everything you need to know but That's if you point. yeah if you have like this uh, sort of outside knowledge it enriches everything mm-hmm. Uh, I mean,
1: it makes it deeper, but it doesn't... Especially in Kingdom Come, which is so many callbacks. I feel like the continuity for Kingdom Come is whatever your memories of DC are. Yeah. It's not specifically anything. It's just whatever you thought it was when you were a kid. Yeah. And And it's true to the characters. That's all you need.
0: I think that um, when you're talking about these sort of legacy characters, Mm -hmm. that's what matters, like the, the, um, the, the, the broad strokes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like those things matter. And then, you know... Uh, these very sort of minute details don't. Mm-hmm. You know, like Superman was blue. And I think Superman was blue and electric at that time.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So, like, that doesn't <laughs> matter. Nobody knows that but you and me. So, this felt more like a real Superman <laughs> to us. We were looking for, like, the guy. We were looking for Clark. And yeah. here he is. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he,
0: you know, he just, uh, they, they really kind of, like, Alex Ross's art, like, he looked back to the Max Fleischer mm-hmm. Superman series from the 40s. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Was it the 40s or...
1: Yeah, it yeah. was 40s. late thirties, early forties. Yeah,
0: so. um, you know, and that's like really classic stuff that um, still holds true till today. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I think that's really kind of a testament to
1: like how strong uh, like Superman is like as a concept. That's a good point. Even his logo colors harken back to that era with yeah. the black and in lieu of the yeah. yellow, and and this story uh, it's all about. Superman having turned his back on humanity like Mm -hmm. he hasn't been Superman for 10 years the Joker came to Metropolis and killed 89 people and one woman and the one woman was Lois Lane right and then uh, a Magog one of these new X-Men image 90s style heroes uh, very edgy it looks like Cable kind of Mm -hmm. murdered the Joker and people approved of that yeah. And because Superman, um, his approval rating was so low, and he knew people didn't want him around anymore, mm-hmm. he's all about acceptance, and he's no longer yeah. accepted. Yeah. So he retired to the Fortress of Solitude for ten years, yeah. and he's no longer Clark because Lois was Clark. Like Lois is how he expressed that part of his identity. Yeah, no longer Superman because he's not saving people. So mm-hmm. now now he's Cal, right? Which is the most fascinating aspect of his personality to me. It's who he mo- maybe it's who he is when he's alone. Mm-hmm. So it's who he genuinely is, right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I see. I I don't. I don't really see it that way. I okay. think that I think
0: Superman is Clark Kent. Like I think he's he's always Clark Kent, no matter what happens. And I think that in Kingdom Come, he's a Clark Kent who doesn't you know he doesn't have anybody to talk to so he he leans on this other part of his heritage which is that's fine and it makes sense you know and so he's kind of running away from Clark Kent yeah but that's that's who he is I mean ultimately when the story ends he puts the glasses back on because that that's sort of the resolution of the character is like that's who he really is he 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 doesn't have memories of Krypton like he's Mm -hmm. a guy that grew up uh, in America with American parents and you know that's that's where the whole truth justice in American way like comes from Um, you know, he's just a good guy. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I I think what, what, uh, kingdom come is really about. It's like Superman has his feelings hurt Mm -hmm. and then he just can't deal with it. You know? Yeah. So he's, he's vulnerable. I know I've seen before.
2: Yeah.
1: That's, that's interesting. I know in this story, Wonder Woman won't call him Clark until that scene you just mentioned where he puts on the glasses. Right. She calls him Cal, Cal, Cal. And then when he finally comes back to the earth and becomes... Part of humanity again. Now mm-hmm. she'll gift him with the name Clark and she, yeah. and she gives him the glasses so that yeah. he can see better. And in a lot of ways, this whole story is about these heroes having their humanity stripped away for 10 years yeah. Yeah. and just being these larger than life gods mm-hmm. and not being grounded at all, not like talking to the common man. And that's mm-hmm. why they're so out of touch. That's why the yeah. world is terrible. So it's about giving them back their humanity. Mm-hmm. And you can see that a lot in the comics and in the movies now where they sort of they don't pay attention as much to the alter egos. Like yeah. I want to really like Bruce Wayne. I want to really like Clark Kent. Um, Diana, I feel like I like a lot. I know her yeah. better than the one woman persona. Cause it's yeah. like, sort of the same person with her. She doesn't have like a, and then I'd change in a phone booth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love when they, they hammer home the humanity of these characters. Yeah. And, I, and like you said, Clark getting his feelings hurt. It's yeah. so
0: relatable. Yeah. I mean like that, that that's the thing, like with the movies that I think, um, Warner Brothers and DC has like really missed is the the humanity. It's like they've gone out of their way to do like these huge spectacles, which I'm excited about. Like I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm much more interested in um, I think Clark as a person mm-hmm. and you know Bruce Wayne as a person in their um, sort of character development. Like I want to um, you know. I I want to go on a journey with them personally so that when the action starts that there's something at stake there. Mm. You know, like I, I think in uh, in Man of Steel and in uh, Superman or Batman versus Superman, I don't know what's going on in Superman's mind. Yeah. You know, other than to say to look at him, he seems... Distraught and like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. They're
1: just burdened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, like I don't, watching those movies, I don't really understand why he's doing what he's doing, like w- what it is that motivates him. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, Superman is, he's, he's doing what he's doing because he can't not, like mm-hmm. he can't look away sure. because that's the part. Like, like you said in Wonder Woman, you know, when she's in no man's land and like she's walked through, you know all these things that are just appalling to her, and then she gets to a point and she's like, "Enough is enough." Yeah, yeah. You know, and I and I think that su- the Superman movies have been missing that. Mm-hmm. You know, like where's that moment for Superman? I I couldn't exactly tell you where where it is. Sure, sure. You know, I that mean, I understand, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like the, the call to action moment. You understand yeah. in Wonder Woman, but in Superman. You don't really get that, like, I just can't sit down anymore. Like, yeah. This, lo- this looks like a job for Superman. It's yeah. an iconic part of the character. Exactly. And they don't give you that. This is a jo- Like, now it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And, and, I mean, maybe the problem is it happens bef- at some point when we're not seeing it in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's when the movie starts, he's already doing super things. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... The movies are a lot about acceptance and trying to like find his place in the world which is mm-hmm. very relatable and that's and this book harkens back to that as well of, mm-hmm. like trying to find his place doesn't know where it is when we see him he's alone yeah in, in like a matrix simulation of the right. kansas farm which no longer exists it's yeah. really depressing yeah yeah uh, yeah because it, it's it's he's living in his memories and not in reality yeah yeah was that like blasphemous at all for you to read that as a kid like it, it is a different take on superman he's given up he, the, the never-ending battle has ended
0: i i I don't think so because uh f- the story that they were telling i could see that ha- like have you have you played the video game injustice
1: i haven't but i know the, the storyline.
0: yeah so like i i love that game Cool, and the the new one i totally love it um and it's it's the same sort of premise mm-hmm. you know but in that Game like Superman goes crazy mm-hmm. You know but in this one I, in, in Kingdom Come I think it's a more uh, Reasonable response from Superman Like I can see him you know With the loss of his wife saying you know Screw
1: this yeah just going away yeah, Instead like, of like imposing a dictatorship yeah. He just like F's off to the fortress Yeah
0: he's like he like he like He's come to a point and he, he sees what happens And
1: he just can't believe mm-hmm. That humanity Doesn't agree with him yeah and there's there's a quote on there where they say that um superman's greatest failing is his inability to perceive himself as the inspiration that he is mm-hmm. that the specter says it's his yeah. only weakness because he's such a humble person mm-hmm. he doesn't realize when he retreats all of the heroes of his generation retreat because right. everyone follows his lead even though he doesn't order them to right he's just a leader as a person yeah. and that's really interesting to me uh not to like make you embarrassed or anything, but you're a very cool, very moral guy, mm-hmm. and you're a leader too. you have this you just mentioned uh, your studio that you run mm-hmm. and d- how do you personally take inspiration from the character of Superman <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, it, is it a conscious thing? yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: um you know, Superman is like such an important thing throughout my entire life. I mean, um you know, Superman got me into drawing, like cool. I draw because of superman um why that
1: character can i ask
0: i don't know i he just he he, i don't know he just always you know kind of spoke to me i guess Mm -hmm. and i think there's something really powerful about a guy that does the right thing because it's the right thing to do i think um you know maybe he kind of reminds me of my dad a little you know my my dad's a very uh very uh do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing. That's
1: excellent. Kind of guy. So. Was he a Superman fan too? Or was he just a Superman? Uh, I mean, he, he
0: you know, he, he, I think when he was a kid, he liked that stuff, mm-hmm. um, as much as sort of anybody. Sure. Now, I sure. wouldn't like. It's
1: just Americana. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, he didn't, I like, he, hand you a book though and go like, son, this is where it's at. No,
0: <laughs> no, 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 He didn't do anything like that. Although he did tell me about the, he was the first person to tell me about the existence of crypto, the super Oh man. So yeah, That's that important. was, yeah, that was big information for me at the time. <laughs> uh, but Last yeah, character. no, I, I think, um, you know, Superman, I mean, and then even, uh, so, you know, like I think, uh, Superman three, nobody mm-hmm. likes Superman three. I love Superman 3. Oh man, I'm gonna have you come back and talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there's a point, you know, where, um, uh, you know, when Superman is all, he's got the, the kryptonite in him and he's he's at the bar and he's like, you know, breaking the bottles and he's yeah, yeah. just
1: like, ah, I'm Superman. And he's wearing the muted colors, the Zack yeah. Snyder colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: then, um, you know, he leaves the bar and then the little boy comes out and he's like, Superman, you're just in a slump. You can be great again. And like, you know, like even. Um, You know, when I in in the occasions when I get down, like I can kind of think about that and be like,
1: well, you know, Superman was down. He can get back up. So I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm a nerd. No, that's great, man. It's good. (laughs) I I found this common thread. I've been doing this podcast for a little while now. Mm -hmm. And all the guys I know who are really into Superman have really low points Mm -hmm. that they have to get back out of. Okay and like either it's one thing in their life or it's a consistent battle, a never ending yeah. battle yeah and uh I really like that a character that's so bright and powerful attracts mm-hmm. people who have like like dark moments in their lives, yeah, I yeah, I mean
0: interesting it's I think it's powerful to 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 um you know be able to look at something that big and um you know
1: kind of take that and make it your own, and the way that you spoke about him is if he's a real guy, like Superman got you to draw
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Superman's cool. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that as the creator of this podcast. Superman is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So at what point did you decide, like, I love this character so much, I'm going to make this my career? As Always. I I respect that. Yeah, I mean, um,
0: I I can remember as far back as, like, the first first grade um, going to career career day and saying I wanted to be a... uh, uh, comic artist. That's awesome. Yeah. Or actually, I, I think I said cartoonist. I didn't know what a comic book artist was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, cartoonist so. is even more sophisticated. That's, yeah, right. And that's kind of more what you are now, right? Because you write and draw. Yeah. And an animation. Yeah. Too. That's true. So yeah. That's cool. Uh, super. So Superman is your end goal, or he, is he your end goal as a creator? Do you want to work on him? Do you have like a story you want to tell with that character? Uh,
0: I mean, I definitely like. It's it's definitely a goal of mine to to draw Superman I, professionally. I. Um At one point, it was definitely like the thing that I wanted to do, and then after that, I would retire yeah yeah, but, um no, now it's not the end game it's 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 a really big check that I've got to do mm-hmm. um but like um, a bucket list item, yeah, for sure, but uh, I think large scale is um really doing my own stuff, sure sure, and um you know maybe uh you know with with the other members of identity comics doing our own shows and that kind of thing
1: yeah yeah as someone who like toggles both the mainstream like you do like bill and ted and power rangers and like Mm -hmm. really high profile Sonic the Hedgehog like really high profile stuff and then you do your independent stuff too are you inspired by Siegel and Schuster too like as a a creator of original properties do you like those guys maybe more than the character or you know it's funny
0: I don't know that much about them I mean that um I, I guess I know more than the average guy knows about them. Sure. Um, like, it's it's really encouraging to me that they were just teens when they created Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, the first version of Superman that they had didn't really do well, and then they re-envisioned him. He'd um, you know, always gone through, like, three different changes, too, right? So. Uh, more than that. <laughs> Much more than that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, and then... Yeah, for for them to have created something that is like this powerful and this long lasting is a, is a really big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I guess um, you know I mean I, and I I know a little bit about the the struggle that they had to get like you know creator rights for
1: or acknowledgments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and selling the guy for three three hundred dollars whole cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, eh. it's a hard industry to work in, I find, for myself and then for these guys, obviously. Oh, Do you yeah. ever experience that as well?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I I think that um, <laughs> if you're not careful, careful, people will take advantage of you. And yeah. these guys were like teenagers, mm-hmm. and the the entire business of entertainment is sort of at that at that time more than anything you know set up to take advantage of people just like them. Yeah yeah there's so, no
1: creator owned anything yeah, in the 30s. Yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, so yeah. um I mean I'm certainly um aware of those things and you know we really try to um uh, to keep an eye out for pitfalls and that
1: kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that when you were reading this book, when it came out initially, that you're reading all the Superman titles, you're like aware of all that stuff. Have you kept up with the comics as intensely in, uh, as an adult as when you were a kid? Uh,
0: no, um, I would say it's, it's two reasons. Uh, initially, I stopped like really hardcore collecting just because it's expensive. Um, I I mean, I, at one point I worked at a comic shop. and Which, so, which store? Do you say? Uh, it was Comics MD in Maryland. Um, they I don't think they're in business anymore. Hmm. Um, because you left.
1: Pretty, Pretty much. Like Jerry's gone. Yeah, going, yeah
0: they they called it a quits <laughs> as soon as I left. <laughs> it's like Kingdom Come, you stop being a leader. <laughs> yeah. But no, they uh back then like I was reading everything like right up through what was happening then? Um one of those crises, maybe like the second one. The uh, <laughs> Uh, no, the third one was was the third crisis, final crisis.
1: Uh, I think so. People are gonna screaming in their podcast right now because they know and we don't. But yeah, that sounds yeah. right to me.
0: Yeah, like final crisis. The Grant Morrison and, one,
1: final crisis. Yeah, 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 final
0: crisis, and um, before that was. What was it 52? Yeah. With the, the thing that was coming out every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I mean, like I had all that stuff and I was getting it and I wasn't
1: reading it. Oh. Okay.
0: and Isn't that um, hard
1: when you like hit that point where you're like, Oh, I don't kind of care if I miss this month. And you're like, Oh, I've crossed a threshold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, at some point I was just like, I gotta make a change here. So, um, you know From that point I was more of a Casual collector So um, You know I'll pick up things Like when they interest
1: me When I like sure. the artist When I like the writer It's funny Like Kingdom Come Has, inf- has like affected the modern market in ways that they never saw back in the day mm-hmm. like the robin they have currently yeah. is in kingdom come he's yeah. part of the human liberation Front as an adult he, mm-hmm. he's electric protege yeah the first time we ever saw this this kid as like an adult mm-hmm. and that's really cool um the red robin costume yep. that they had in dc for a while came from this book mm-hmm. they threw a lot of hints that dc this is the definitive end of dc yeah and they keep like showing costumes Tending towards that way And Magog is actually In the DC universe now As a yeah. character
2: Yeah
0: well he and... He he was around um, Before Wait Magog uh, Ma- I think I was seeing Gog Oh, uh, the- There's Magog. Gog And there's Magog Yeah there's definitely Both of them mm-hmm. I think I was seeing Gog earlier mm-hmm. uh, I think that That was around the time That I really stopped Reading Superman books Because <laughs> I was like This is
1: not fun. <laughs> oh, uh, well. This book is really fun. I'm glad you chose this one. Yeah, uh, it's it's gorgeous too. Like, it's Alex Ross. You have a style that isn't like super photorealistic, mm-hmm. but you appreciate these this kind of art as
2: well.
0: Oh yeah, I um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of different styles. I think it's hard not to like Alex Ross's stuff. I think mm-hmm. you know when his his versions of all these characters, like you said, like they feel like uh, an amalgam of sort of the best versions of what these characters are and then um you know even even at that like they're like they're that idea but like extrapolated forward
1: Mm. except for wonder woman who's like the same she's iconic and unchanging as a goddess would be yeah i really like that this book is super bleak like Lois Lane gets murdered at the Daily Planet by the Joker Mm -hmm. and Superman quit being Superman for 10 years and turned his back on humanity and it's really dark but whenever you see posters for it there's like shining light behind them whenever anyone speaks of it they're smiling and happy like Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of material as a Man of Steel yeah but it's presented wholly differently. And that fascinates me. No one ever has nerd rage at mm-hmm. Kingdom Come. Everyone no. loves it and thinks it's a positive story. Yeah. Is that just the ending? Or why is it that way? Because it's a really bleak story.
0: Uh, I don't think it's just... Well, the ending is very satisfying.
1: The uh, So tell us the ending, if you don't mind.
0: Oh, yeah. So... Um Man, it's, it's a lot to unpack. So everything comes to a head. Superman has collected all these uh, sort of anti heroes that he's tried to rehabilitate. Mm-hmm. But he's got them in this prison that looks like the Legion of Doom headquarters, which is yeah. neat. And then um, Wonder Woman is going to... I think she's going there to kill them all. <laughs> um, and so... The the uh, the Gog breaks. All the different factions come together. Superman has a quick chat with Batman to try to uh, rally his troops to mm-hmm. come in. So like everyone comes together, and it just ends up being like this big mishmash Armageddon. It's it's the like the superhero fight like this is the one like there's no other fight that comes close like every
1: super person on the planet is fighting each other yeah and they're not doing it to save humanity or to condemn humanity they're just fighting each other to fight each other yeah and and like yeah
0: yeah and and it's like as you're reading the book uh i I think what's powerful is that you can feel it coming to this Mm -hmm. but you don't know what would have stopped it like Mm -hmm. you don't know like there's no point that you can say well if they just did this then all this could have been avoided it it, it has this sort of like
1: real life um, ness to it yeah yeah uh, this it's, inevitability these leaders just fighting each other for just because they hate each other right. and not thinking of the people they're supposed to represent we have this now with like North Korea and the US threatening to nuke yeah. each other and like not you're elected to serve people yeah. not to hurt each other yeah and that's what these heroes have lost sight of too it's yeah. the humanity oh yeah
0: and then so you know Superman at the end he's he he's he's sort of he's lost control of his justice league and wonder woman is pressing uh in just for the fight like she's ready to go she wants to end it which means death and yeah. murder and yeah that. they want to just kill them all mm-hmm. and superman he <laughs> he because he's superman what he really doesn't want is for any of these people to die yeah he respects life in general yeah. and so he and one of one of the things that I think is really cool is that they don't depower him. If anything, they've made him more powerful. Yeah. And you know he gets there, and he he believes that he's physically powerful enough to stop the fight, mm-hmm. which maybe he can. Um, and then at the same time, humanity decides that this would be a great time to just end the superhero problem. So they yeah they're all in the same place. They yeah. Nuke them. So they send
1: out a bunch of nukes, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think Superman stops. Superman tries to say to stop them and then Billy Batson pushes them away and he doesn't he grab them. Yeah, but
0: there there's cuz there's a bunch of them. Batman stops one, oh, yeah, Wonder sure. Woman stops one. Sure, sure. And Superman he he can stop the last one, mm. but uh Captain Marvel shows up and boom, you know, he's like the guy who his sort of existence is like almost like kryptonite to Superman. So mm-hmm. like they're a very evenly matched fight. Yeah, yeah. But even in that, like, Superman is just he's Superman and he he wins this fight. Mm-hmm. But he still has this dilemma on his hands. So he um he puts it to Billy Batson who he feels like is still um living in both worlds. He's he's human and superhuman. Yeah, yeah. So um he he gives it he gives Billy Batson the opportunity to make the decision of who lives and who dies yeah yeah
1: humans or superheroes and, right. and Clark will just stand by again and, and let him make the decision because right. he has more authority than he does well no he. I mean that's not that's, exactly that, that's, what, that's what he says though right
0: yeah that's well that's what he says he says he, he, he wants him to understand what's going to happen because Superman has made his choice mm-hmm. he's going to save he's going to try to save everyone and stop the bomb mm-hmm. that's what he's going to do and so he takes off mm-hmm. but then Captain Marvel grabs him and throws him to the ground and then he, he uh, Captain Marvel catches the bomb, and then he he blows it up above the ground. And so he kills a bunch of them, but not all of them. And so there's this whole thing. Superman thinks everyone's dead, and then he flies over to the UN, and he's planning on killing everyone. <laughs> but then, um, oh, we haven't talked about the Observer. Wait, the, uh, we can get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, eventually, yeah, I mean, he gets talked down by the, the, the outside Observer, and he um, You know, it's it's very satisfying, you know, like we Superman has an opportunity to see what he's
1: doing and say, well, this is where we are, but we can move forward from here. So speaking of observers, let's take a quick break and you guys can go observe these commercials by these fine subsidiaries
2: of LexCorp (laughs) and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So when you were
1: talking about the observer through this book. It's a very important narrative device. There's a character called uh, Norman McKay, who is a uh, is, was he Protestant? He's a
0: preacher. I forget what his uh, denomination is. Yeah, he's, just, he's a Christian clergyman.
1: Yeah, and he meets the specter. Yeah, and throughout the entire book, he's observing these stories the same at the same pace that we are. Like the specter is showing him this, so he can be an observer for the end of time, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, he, um, the the specter knows what's going to happen. Like he's aware of how these uh, events transpire, mm-hmm. but the specter, who is usually he's he's bonded to a human host, mm-hmm. but he himself over time has lost his humanity. So he can't he can't tell. Just like Superman, he can't tell who's at fault, mm-hmm. and oh, so yeah. he needs uh, Norman McKay to watch. And to decide for him, so that uh, he can
1: punish whoever is guilty. Sure, sure. I like that idea a lot. That he can't—I didn't catch that. I think that he mm-hmm. couldn't judge it accurately, and he yeah. had the human host to do so. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like part of the spell or something. But yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. cool that he's—he's he's actually actively judging these characters. Yeah, and I like that. Uh, so the observer like talks to Superman at the end of it and kind of yeah. talks him down from. From ending the world, basically, yeah, yeah, and it's you know he he
0: appeals to Superman's humanity, mm-hmm. you know, he calls him Clark, and he, mm-hmm. he you know he tells him to you know take take a breather, and um, you know to that he is actually
1: forgetting what human beings feel, yeah, yeah. you know, and to really just kind of come back to earth. And, and he sort of says that, that was what Clark was in him, that he turned his back on Clark. And he says, uh, of all the things you can do, all your powers, the greatest has always been your instinctive knowledge of right and wrong. Yeah. And whenever anything went down, you knew what to do. And now you've lost that because you're not among us anymore. So he like regifts him the Clark persona, yeah, and then the Clark, and then Superman's able to like make decisions accurately and become like a man again, and not just a force of nature.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's that's kind of like the genius of like what Mark Waid did for the story and for Superman is like he gets um, what makes Superman Superman, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's why the the story resonates so well because it's it's really not about you know. what Superman can punch, or mm-hmm. you know, what he can bend or break—like those things are cool, and you know, it's certainly part of the reason why I like them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's but, what I like to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, but I think um, you know the the idea that he will he will make the right decision
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, is that's a big deal. And that's there's a great parallel there with Norman and the Spectre, then, right? Because the Spectre is Superman, right? And then Norman's Clark Kent. Yeah, He's yeah, directing the force. Yeah. And I feel like as we uh move forward into the future, the more powerful that we get as human beings like individually and especially as people with leadership positions, mm-hmm. we have to remain tethered to that humanity. Yeah. Especially when we have the power to like press a button and nuke an entire country or yeah. or, or write a Facebook post that'll upset your whole family. Like yeah. even smaller scale stuff. Yeah. Like we're so powerful now that it's it's almost like having superpowers. Yeah. And you have to be respectful of that and mindful of that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And then I really like the end like the very very end the the uh, epilogue of the story mm-hmm. where we see that Clark and Diana have have uh, become friends again yeah. and then more than friends right. she's pregnant with Clark's yeah. baby mm-hmm. and they ask Batman to be the godfather mm-hmm. and there's going to be a whole new generation of heroes because that's it's a very positive ending like humanity's not going to be over mm-hmm. the, the kingdom come talks about the end of days all the time yeah. and the actual bible that it's quoting constantly talks about the end of days all the time right. and both those books those are just metaphors right because yeah. as a human person we're going to die mm-hmm. so the we are in the last days because our lives are the last days mm. so this reminds us that when we die the will be more and there's always going to be more Superman stories there's going to be Superman podcasts when you and I are dead (laughs) talking about this podcast you know there's going to be hyper boy stories written by other authors after the yeah so the idea that nothing ends is very positive positive. I feel like that is a it's a bittersweet um, positive ending for this that we don't see in other more dark 90s gritty comics of the era
0: well you know I mean you say that but even uh, Dark Knight Returns has that same uh, sort of idea, where Batman has his—he's uh, uh, he's training. He's he's turned the mutants into his like bad kids. Yeah, the sons of the yeah. So yeah. like if you don't like I if you don't pay attention to any of the sequels, mm-hmm. then it just it ends with this hope
1: and yeah, uh, and, yeah. a, and a and a wink and a nod from Superman. You're right. Yeah, that book by itself though feels like I feel like Bruce Wayne should have died in that. And inspire and like because it's equally as powerful yeah. that they carry on his tradition, yeah. but he doesn't. So it's like I'm gonna live forever, and it, well. and it feels like the creators and like like Frank Miller yeah. kind of won't get off the stage. Yeah, if, yeah, as an older, and that's that's really interesting that he's paralleling that Bruce Wayne idea. Mm-hmm. I like in Kingdom Come, we're like yeah, we're going to die, mm-hmm. and there's going to be new people, and that's that's okay. That's how life works. That's yeah. the that's God's mysterious plan mm-hmm. for us all. I think that's really uh, that's something that superheroes need to help us deal with more like dying with dignity because they don't ever do that they always come back to life over and over again
0: well so in uh, dark knight returns do you think again excluding this the sequels because i i just read it as its own thing Mm -hmm. um when at the end do you does it feel like batman is retired or does it feel like because I, I guess I kind of got the feeling that he was retired and passing on his torch. But it, it could definitely
1: be seen as he refuses to let go. I feel like it's the refuses. He's like he's still controlling. Yeah. And he's but now he's controlling an army rather than just like one person, yeah. or or just himself. Like yeah. he's he's rejuvenated and he's and he's like he's more Batman than he's ever been. So he's yeah. just, he's stronger and he's more of a leader and he's, he's smarter. He's the he's the utmost Batman. I see. And I felt like that was a story where he should have died and yeah. he should have passed. And they do that in the movies too with the Dark Knight Rises. Where like oh, yeah. when he should have been a messianic figure, they're like, and then he's in a cafe with Catwoman and, and like <laughs> it's just let these guys go. We're all going to go somewhat yeah. and like we need. Mythology helps us deal with that. Yeah. Like the last Robin Hood story is where he just shoots an arrow and then wherever it lands is where he's gonna be buried. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's this awesome like I chose everything in my life. Mm-hmm. No one ever told me what to do. I'm the ultimate rebel. I even chose where I'm gonna be buried. Like it's mm-hmm. this cool rebellious. There's all of our other myths have death stories. Yeah. And and then these kind of don't, and that's that's hard. Well, I mean that's the <laughs> that's the capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's so weird. So uh, yesterday was Batman Day, right? Yeah. And uh, did you do any signings or anything? I didn't. I was um, playing video games. <laughs> Batman video games? Yes. Okay, I respect that. Hmm. But so that's a modern holiday, right? <laughs> I could tell you so many more things about Batman than I could about St. Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Saint Patrick, and yeah. we're celebrating the the birth of a hero that yeah. everyone in our culture respects, mm-hmm. and we know his stories and help us. Lead, like I, I know Saint Patrick hates snakes. That's all I know about him. Yeah. But I don't know uh, what he wants me to do when I'm facing um a, a, <laughs> like a life or death situation. And yeah, it's the capitalism going into religion, going into mythology. Yeah, it's this weird mix of all of them. Yeah, and I feel definitely. like you and I both have that with Superman. We mm-hmm. see him almost as like a spiritual figure. Yeah. Yeah. You're a you're a spiritual guy too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that ever do you see direct parallels with your faith and your Superman fandom? I don't I know um
0: I mean like Superman has so many religious allegories I mean with um Old Testament and New Testament like mm-hmm. I it's you can't not see it. I just yeah, yeah. I am just more interested in the um I don't want to say face value but like you know the the, the superness.
1: Sure, sure. That's a healthy relationship to it that yeah. I have for sure. So, <laughs> kudos for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I just see him that way. And I think, um, you know, I think maybe, uh, maybe when I was younger, I probably um, was even more into Superman than I am now. Mm-hmm. I think, um, again, like maybe some of the um, just being old now you know like i just see things a little differently but i uh, i think what i liked about superman when i was a kid like those things are what i really hold on to mm. and it's not so much that um like when i when i read superman stories today they don't they don't have the impact that they had when i was a kid okay so um you know i mean it, it could be a bunch of different things you know i'm, I'm more into um, creating my own stories these days. Sure, so sure. that could have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it might just be the creator in me looking at these things
1: and saying, well, this is what I would do. Yeah, it's hard to divorce yourself from that, right? Yeah. You know how the sausage gets made. You know actually the guys and gals who are writing and drawing it. And that's yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. So Hyperboy, which is your own creation, mm-hmm. is a black character. Yeah. Which uh, Superman is not. Shocker. (laughs) I don't want to blow your mind, Jerry. I don't know if you noticed this before. Whoa. And I think it's really cool to have. characters that you can relate to in stories. Yeah. Clearly you and I can both relate to Superman even though we're not the exact same ethnicity of the character or the mm-hmm. same like we're not from Kansas we right. can't fly Like, yeah. but we, there's a, huma- a human core but also just visually yeah. I think it's fun to be able to identify quickly with stuff. Yeah. I just bought a bunch of Poe Dameron comics for no reason. <laughs> uh, so can you talk to me about being a young black fan of Superman and if that impacted that ad- fandom at all? Or oh, you know, were you like pressured into watching the terrible Steel movie at any point? Yeah. I
0: was. <laughs> <The shack. laughs> uh, Believe me I wasn't pressured um <laughs> i was happily gave the theater my dollars Heck yeah um, i love Jackson. yeah i mean i'm like just such a huge superman fan that like yeah. and i and, and so i was here yeah when when the steel character came out like um that you know the 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 death and return of superman was um you know not it wasn't when i started reading comics but it was when i first started collecting sure sure and um you know uh John Bogdanov, his art was just like, it just blew me away. Like, I loved it. Yeah. Like, I loved, loved, loved it. Sure, sure. And um, the character was just like, um, just really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um, love Steel. Yeah. And, I read and that every Easter, The Death and Return. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. But
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's important to have, um, you know, characters that look like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's funny, um, growing up, there weren't characters that look like me mm-hmm. and it's not a big deal sort of until you realize that yeah and um, you know when you do realize it it's like oh you know and you look around and like it's like well why aren't there I think that the the, uh, the thing that I don't like is when um, people take characters like say Superman this isn't to say that I don't like steel because I do mm-hmm. but um, to take a character like Superman and then say well let's make a black Superman like, and like throw an S on his chest, yeah. and now he's Black Superman. Like, I
1: I don't really like that as a a cure all. Can we talk about that for like a long time? Because that's yeah, a pet of mine too. Yeah. So tell me why you don't like that, please.
0: Uh, because it, it's I mean it's pandering. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's pandering, and then it's like <sighs> I don't think it it really serves the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I what. And it isn't to say that it can't be done well, but what I'm talking about is like just this sort of blanket thing, and yeah, it's not yeah. just it's not just um, like with characters of color, mm-hmm. the same the, the the same thing happens with female characters, yes. and probably more frequently. Like again, like not that I don't like Supergirl because I love her, yeah, yeah. but Supergirl is uh, like it's it's like well, why can't she just be like
1: some other thing my mom calls her lady superman yeah just because she's i get it yeah yeah, yeah. i get it it's really so i have a feeling about this right i think that like when you diversify comics which i'm a huge advocate and proponent i actively try to do with my career for selfish reasons getting rid of someone else's character to put yours in teaches them that diversity means death like they kill off white characters Mm -hmm. to make characters of color right and then so like oh so that's it's violence, right? And you're taking away in order to for you to get what you want, you have to take away what I want, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. We right. can all have comics, yeah, yeah. Like I can, ah, we I see just have so, Hyper Boy next to Hawkeye on the yeah, shelf. You know? Like
0: I don't, I don't read Iron Man or anything like that, but like I know that I think they. Killed Iron Man recently, yeah. and then like they replaced him with like a, a black female character,
1: and she's cool, and she but she has, even has her own name, Iron Heart. Like, why can't we have like her own? Yeah, Like, like I love War Machine, and he's yeah. like a different dude. Yeah. yeah, like just just do that you know like you don't have to get rid of i, I don't know I and mean, give them all the marketing that you would a white character yeah. like i was driving by i don't want to get anybody in trouble with warner brothers <laughs> <that's> and burbank <laughs> and so there's this huge billboard and it has all the super characters they have right now they have arrow and supergirl mm-hmm. and flash and legends of tomorrow and they all had exact dates for the next seasons like season eight premieres season three premieres mm-hmm. and they had black lightning which i'm amped about mm-hmm. and then it said mid-season Oh, wow. Which means that he's just, whatever show gets canceled, they're going to plug him in there yeah. for half a, for a season that's half as long as one of the other seasons would be. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're not giving, they're not, like, trying to launch this character with their best foot forward. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Just say we're not racist because Marvel did Black Panther, so we have to do our black guy, too. And like, yeah. You can kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. Yeah, like you have to create characters the, and then like market the hell out of them and make sure they're as big as these other ones.
0: Yeah, I mean you can't you can't expect it to succeed if you don't put the resources behind it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, and they don't put resources behind it, and then it fails, and then they don't, and then they go like, "Well, we no one wants a black character because it failed, and no yeah. one wants a Latino character because yeah. it failed, and like you didn't try in the first place." Yeah,
0: I mean, you gotta like <laughs> if you do high quality stories. Mm-hmm you know and then people will people will enjoy that yeah yeah you know and i and you know you have to give it a
1: little time spend some money on it just you know anything worth having costs money yeah yeah You know, so it's super weirdly racist against white people too, because it assumes that they won't buy anything Mm -hmm. that's not white, like that they're dumb and racist, Mm -hmm. and that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. Like you loved Superman, even though the skin's different than yours, and Mm -hmm. like someone else would do the same thing with Hyperboy, yeah, like because it's just a cool story, Mm -hmm. and it's all kids care about, and it's all adults care about too, yeah. So I I love that. Yeah, I mean, just
0: you just gotta you gotta put that stuff out there. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just you know, I, I think partly. Um the the issue is that the people in uh, who are sort of hired to do these things are not as diverse as they should be. Yeah, and when like when that happens, what happens is like,, um, you know, you just don't think outside of how you
1: think. You know what and, I mean? mean? Not fault. And, They're not evil for doing that. Yeah, it's yeah. just
0: it's it's a it's a byproduct of how like all these things are set up. So if you if you get more a more diverse creative uh unit, mm-hmm. then you'll start to see more mm-hmm. of a diverse um, you know,
1: creative like projects out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I found that like the more I don't know. It's hard because like the more you talk about this stuff, the more you're seeing it's hard to work with, mm-hmm. and the less jobs you get, and that's pretty difficult.
0: That is true. That's definitely true because people don't like people don't want a hard time. They want you know, is troublemaker.
1: Yeah, 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 kind
0: of a thing, mm-hmm. you know. But you know that's why uh, you know you gotta create. You know yeah. that's why um, you know that's why identity comics is doing the the characters that we're doing like it's not like it's not like we're setting out to just like make a bunch of like black characters or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're just cool it's, characters. Yeah, like you know, we're 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 doing um, what feels right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. And it feels more realistic cuz it looks like the world around us and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really inspired by you and your whole crew for doing that by like working in the mainstream and then also creating your own stuff. It th- seems like impossibly hard. You have like three full time jobs. <laughs> How would you find the time to do that? Are you a Kryptonian? I'm gonna owe you right now.
0: Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, from Candor, uh, I think. Yeah, dude. Definitely Candor. Yeah. No, I um, I mean, we just we love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think is what it what it boils down to is that we we love what we do. Mm-hmm. We love to draw. We you know, and working together allows us to stay positive and stay motivated because it's not like the easiest thing in the world Mm -hmm. um you know and then you're you're kind of you're creating and you're putting um you know pieces of yourself out there Mm -hmm. you know for people to critique like i i I just this is funny like i just recently did um a cover for i won't say what it was but i did a cover for like a a big sort of project okay Uh, yeah and um like I guess it's been Started to be promoted And I saw On Tumblr Like people were just like
1: Hating it Oh no why They just didn't like the drawing That's I remember when you worked on Sonic And you got like Really weird hate mail Yeah From a couple Sonic people Yeah man I mean when when you're When you're working on Like these projects that You know people
0: are Really really close to Mm -hmm. They take it personally And I You know I get that Like I I understand What it's like to be a fan But I think Um you know, for me, like I just wanted to do something fun. You yeah, know? yeah. Like yeah. with Sonic, like I um, you know, and I, I wouldn't even say like I did my version of Sonic. Like Sonic is very particular, like Archie is like, it's gotta be like this. Mm. So, you know, I I did what they asked. Mm-hmm. And um you I know. loved your work on that. <laughs> well, thank you, thank yeah. you. But it's like, you know, the the fans were used to a particular artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I I get that, like, it's tough to, like, step into somebody else's shoes when they're, you know, they're looking for that guy. And then I come in and they're like, wait, you're not, (laughs) you're not him. You know, you're trying to fool me here. So, you know, I I get that, too, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like people will just say that stuff, you know what I mean? Like they, they don't care.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like the least super heroic kind of language they use to talk about oh, it too. Yeah. And like, how are you a fan of the things you think you like if you're being like a jerk on the internet to a stranger? This oh week? yeah,
0: so oh yeah.
1: I'm just trying to bring you joy. Yeah. Like- I mean,
0: it's it's so funny, man. Because like, I know, um, you know, people like to trash uh, like Batman versus Superman and Man mm-hmm. of Steel. I'm just like, well, if you don't like it, then don't like it. <laughs> you like, you know, like I like Man of Steel is not like my favorite Superman movie, but mm-hmm. like, like it's not it's not so bad. It, it's not like. It's not like they disrespected the character, and they were just like, I you know what I
1: mean? Like, it's yeah. not horrible. I respect how zen you are about this stuff because, out of all the Superman guests I've had, mm-hmm. you are the most laid back about it. Because <laughs> people, like other folks, act like they were personally wounded by stories, or like it, it's just such a, a viscerally painful, yeah. thing. Like you seem to have your priorities more <laughs> check. Oh, and I, I, what's what's that all about? How do you get so adult?
0: man it's just it's entertainment you know what I mean like we I think as creators like we're in a a a unique position to know what it's like to be on both sides of that equation you know like I, I can tell you for sure that the people who worked on um, you know, these DC movies, like, they're not setting out to do something that you're going to hate. Of course not. Like, I promise of that that's not the not. case. Yeah. You know, they they really, I mean, when you watch these movies, you, if you can't tell that they really tried hard to do something you were going to enjoy, like, you're blind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they, they really, like, even down to, like, all the, the Easter eggs that are in
2: sure.
0: uh, both of those movies. The Wayne Corp satellites and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, they, they really tried hard to to make everybody enjoy it. Um, But you can't please everybody Mm -hmm. Like you just can't You know And I I think that as creators Like we We are in a position to, To know what it's like to yeah. be on the side of the guys that are like, oh,
1: don't you know they didn't like it. And in Kingdom Come, even Superman couldn't please everybody. Yeah, right? even he had his critics and detractors, yeah. and he chose to walk away from it, and the world almost ended. So <laughs> if you're listening, don't listen, don't read the comments, like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> they should reissue it and call it Kingdom Come. Don't read, don't the, read comments. the
0: comments. Yeah. Oh man, definitely. Well, so and uh fortunately, like I only read like I think two of the comments. And I had, um, I think, my wife and uh, <laughs> Penny, <laughs> yeah, Penny and um, Brian, like they read it and they're like, "Don't read it." <laughs> and I was like, "You're right." <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it can be it can be harsh out there. Like mm-hmm. you know, people are they're particular. You know, like they, they they want what they want, and I you know I get that. But sure, sure. You know, as, as creators, we gotta we have to do you know what. What works for us, and then you know, there's also the fact that when um, when you're working on a lot of these projects, there, it's art by committee. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like
1: no one understands that. Yeah, it's not all your decisions, but you just have to like shoulder all the blame for it. Yeah, and it could be like a Sega licensor from Japan who you've never spoken to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, like when you're working on these licensed properties, like you know, there are usually. There are at least three other people, mm-hmm. you know, and possibly like a group of people, mm-hmm. you know, who has to who has to see it. They give you notes. You make changes. They give you notes. You make changes. They give you notes. Mm-hmm. You can complete it. I've completed projects, you know, a few times and they've been colored and then come back to me. And, and I've had to make like big changes. So, oh, yeah, I mean, it's the the end piece isn't always what I saw, mm-hmm you know going into it but you know it's um it, i always feel like it's high quality professional work oh. you know yeah, and yeah. and um i i think sometimes fans don't get that
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you know we're we're trying to we're definitely trying to make you happy
1: yeah 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 <laughs> and it's hard and i like that just like superman you have your own justice league with, <laughs> with Penny and Brian of like also very capable creators oh man they're okay. super talented
0: but, like, penny is um She's uh she's doing design work on um some new animated stuff and she um like
1: she's like uh really killing them at shows. Like she's just like crazy busy. Her art is so I want to work with her like so badly. She's looking like in the top three artists <laughs> I want to work with. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: no, she's she's not too big of a fan of drawing comics. So yeah, yeah. I, I
1: don't know if that's ever gonna happen. I want like a cover. She does like like Disney. Oh shit! yeah, she'll definitely
0: do a cover. I would love Like she yeah, she'd definitely do that. <laughs> Um, And Brian, like he's, uh, he's incredible. Like we um, totally, totally. Yeah. Like he and I, like we, we really work well off each other. Like he, he inspires me to, to, uh, to do better and better. Mm -hmm. And, And I do the same thing for him. Like he, uh, he prevents me from stagnating,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, so it's it's
1: cool to have uh, a team like that. I like that a lot, and that's why people always make fun of the Justice League, because they're like, Superman could just do everything himself, but, like, why would you want to? Yeah. And, like, it's so much easier, like, Superman's a guy uh, who has the same kind of emotions that we have as human beings, mm-hmm. and, like, being alone wrecked him in this story. Yeah. And then having a crew saved him. Yep. So it's cool that we can take some inspiration from that in our own daily lives and try yeah. to friendships that way I'm bad at socializing because so I have this podcast <laughs> and this podcast is my way to like see friends every once in a while I'm yeah. like hey let's talk about Superman for yeah. an hour
0: I'm all about it man I um when I first got out here uh we the three of us we went and um we um we took a tour at DC mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was pretty incredible. I got to talk to some of the editors. And That's cool. We have a mutual friend there, Paul Kaminsky. Yeah, th- uh, Paul was uh, he was he was taking us around. We had lunch and everything. He's super one of cool the best guy. dudes in comics. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, you know, we were just like in the the whole DC magic, mm-hmm. and uh, just talking about Superman
1: and stuff. It's like Willy Wonka's factory in there. It's so yeah, awesome. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So if you were a young Jerry lord, just picking up the first issue of Kingdom Come and then tuning into this podcast, what would you want the uh, the older Jerry to say to that young man? Like, Talk to our, our young Superman fans who want to have a career like you in the arts, creating comics and cartoons and <laughs> <laughs> being friends with guys like me. <laughs> um, you know, the
0: important thing is to um, really, it's tough to get in. It, mm-hmm. it is tough. It's not like the easiest thing in the world. So really the most important thing is to first be great, at drawing, mm-hmm. if you want to be an artist, be great at it. You know, work at it really, really hard. Mm-hmm. S- you know, spend the time, learn how to do the perspective and, you know, like not just the incredible figures, but the backgrounds and all that fun stuff. And uh, really get out there, do some conventions, meet people, um, you know. Uh, knowing people like meeting people and having relationships is
1: as important as being an amazing artist because that's where your humanity is right that's the states Heather to humanity or else you'll have to turn your back and grow a ponytail absolutely and put black in your logo absolutely Jerry thank you so much for coming out today man I yeah, appreciate man. it thanks for having me absolutely can we please plug your stuff so people can see your amazing art where are you on Twitter and Facebook and all that jazz uh, on Twitter
0: I am The Franchise with a Z um, on Instagram which is where I post most frequently I'm uh the franchise live so the franchise with a z again um my website is uh dot com, Mm -hmm. and um other than that you can just google jerry gaylord i guess i'll pop up
1: (laughs) i do often i do (laughs) late at night just google jerry (laughs) gaylord all right thanks again man no man thanks for having me
0: with eric esquivel